Elves versus Inventors. Dominaria, uh, mechanic. Um, that's was that was wrong. We're gonna try this again. Elves versus Inventors, Dominaria Mechanics, and MTG Arena Part Two with a little bit of a new format called Brawl. D&D Retrospective Book and AI-Generated Monsters, hosted by a weird scientist. <laughs> and of course, talking about a new game, Gloomhaven. And what I'll be doing at PAX. All this and more on this episode of YSMPG. Welcome to episode 26 of You Shall Not Pass Go. We are your hosts, Dave. And Jengis. And we are hosted on Geekade.com. What's your geek? This month in Magic, we're going to start off talking about Elves vs. Inventors, Ooh. which is Elves vs. Goblins Part 2. Did they announce this in the last little mini drop, or did I just yeah, miss it? Yeah, it was, it was hidden in there somewhere. They were like, hey, all this cool stuff, and then a, a dual sudden, deck. Remember oh. dual decks, guys? Because <laughs> all of a sudden, I was just like, Wait, what? Elves vs. Inventors? I don't... It's... Like, yeah, I'll be honest. I, mean, I remember the... We talked about the standard decks, like those, you know, super well, because that was the that was the that was the announcement. But then I'm like, wait, where did this where did this dual deck come from? Yeah, I, honestly, you know, um, I don't know, man. Uh, elves versus inventors. Look, it's elves versus goblins part two, but the goblins are weaker this time around, and the elves are stronger. Um, <laughs> the elves are strong and looking good. Yeah. Oh man, that new Azuri though, with the new legendary border from Dominaria, mm-hmm. new art foil. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna boy. get that for sure. That's the that's the new swap out for my old Azuri and my commander deck. Um, and uh, a couple a new art for Elvish Arc Druid also looks really nice in there. And uh, Yeva with a new border. Yeva. Um, Yeva. The inventor deck I'm not really that impressed with. I mean, if you like Pia and whatever Nalar, you know Chandra's parents, you get two copies of them. So that's cool, I guess. If like yeah, you know, that I sort mean, of like, thing. You've got new art goblin artificer. Art, mm-hmm. Some mirror goblin inventor. Goblin inventor. Artificer. Uh, goblin welder. Welder. That's the one. Um, you know, you've got some. Uh, like these are dual decks. You know, they're never yeah. really meant to be like the money. <laughs> like I, I, in my brain, it's literally just Millhouse from The Simpsons. Like, hey guys, remember dual decks? Yeah. Well, they're back. In elven goblin form. I mean, I'm not even seeing like, you know, really crazy artifacts that some people would be like, you know, when I think of like artifact decks of like, you know, EDH, none of those are really showing up here. Um, I think the dual decks are really like the reason you buy them, the art, there's that, yeah, Temple of Epiphany. Yeah, you get a Land, which is Um, is also great. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially because it's blue red, blue red, and any blue red land is is pretty good. Shock Land. Nah. Yeah, Shiver Reef. That's not a shock land. Oh, no, land. it's a filter. No, That's a pain land. Pain land, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but regardless, it's like, I if you're getting it for the art, that's the one buy. Otherwise, I think most people that get this are really the people that are going to use it like as is. Like they want to just play it like an even, somewhat even match and just 60 card throw down. You know? Honestly, I'm not sure how much they'll reproduce this. Oh, Orin Reef is nice too. Um, I don't know how much they'll reproduce this, but just getting it solely for the fact that that Azuri is probably going to be like, because I remember like, you know, you you look at EDH cards when you're trying to make a deck and you're like, oh, where's this, where's this card from? It's like, 
dual deck yeah. and it's like yeah. and it's like you don't think about it like oh that art's really awesome but it was only printed in this dual deck that only had this long of a run yep. and then all of a sudden you'll forget about it so like I would say like if you're gonna pick like Zuri is still a relevant EDH commander and he's and it's, it's 20 ever, bucks I don't think he'll ever stop being irrelevant no, I mean in my opinion he's the best mono green elf commander in my opinion um, I know people will argue that point but if you're playing mono green elves I mean that's that's the card in my brain. Like he comes in, he overruns. I mean, he proved it when we did our a year ago when we did our Evan special, and I gave Evan elves, and he wrecked us. Yeah, he did. And that, that was simply <laughs> I because, that. yeah, it was just because Azuri is just you know, you you play the deck, and that's it. You overrun, stoppy, stoppy, trample, trample, bye bye. You know, that's it. Bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, you know, I I. I am going to probably pick it up just for the art of Azuri. But outside of that, am I impressed? Not really. And therefore, I'm probably going to give it like a half a thumb. I'll also probably pick it up for the Azuri. I mean, there's also a couple cards there that I don't really remember where they are. So, like, it'd be nice just to have them. And I don't really have an Azuri deck or, like, an elf deck altogether. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, I could take that. Which is weird because that seems like that would be your, like, type. You would th- I, know, I know you like bigger, I, I stoppy creatures. A, I had a proxy Azuri deck. Oh. Um, so maybe this might actually lead me towards making an actual Missouri, uh, actual Missouri deck. And they're good decks. Yeah. Missouri's a good deck. Mm-hmm. Um, moving along, we're going to talk a little bit about Dominaria mechanics. Yeah. So last uh, month we talked about how Dominaria leaked hella early. Yeah. If you didn't listen to the last episode. Yeah. Due um, to this, some random heist or and who like, knows what information they, spoil. It's, and... it's the it's those factories, man. Yep. They just don't have them on as much of a lock as they think they do. I know. And uh, you know it kind of. I mean, once again, like the last time we had a major leak of this, I think it was Ixalan. Mm-hmm. I believe had a major leak. Mm-hmm. They it ruins kind of like the preview season, but honestly, you know, now that a month has passed and they've had some, they've recovered pretty well. I mean, yeah. they, still, they still make the most of it, and it's still. I mean, you know what? I'm still excited for preview season. Yeah. It, I didn't you get drop art. my excitement because you didn't get art. Exactly, there were a lot of cards that didn't have art. Ixalan, you had a whole bunch of art. You had the whole set. Um, Dominaria, it's just pretty. It was pretty much just text, and we're now looking forward to the art as it comes. But another thing that comes along with that is it wasn't the whole set. It was only like half of the set that was spoiled in that That's text true. document. That's true. So there's still an entire half of the set that they have left. I believe um, if if the if the spoilers that I've I've looked online, I've seen it's like a hundred and say like fifty nine cards have been spoiled out of like I think what's going to be like a two sixty nine set or something around that ballpark number. So there's like a good hundred cards that are still kind of up in the air somewhere, um, which I yeah. thought was really, really nice. Yeah, exactly that, 150 out of 269. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So um, moving on, you know, the mechanics. So yeah. there's a couple really weird new mechanics yeah. um, in this set that honestly... I didn't think they would do this, but it makes sense yeah. in hindsight. You I mean, know? I will start with the, I think, the most interesting one, which is sagas. Yeah, sagas. I mean, first of all, I think we should actually really talk about is like what Dominaria is as a set. So Dominaria is <laughs> a return to the origins of magic, which why this wasn't called Magic Origins. Who knows? Who knows? Well, but, because that because kind they of... took sc- it already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Name taken. <laughs> trademarked by themselves. Gotcha, wizards. By yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's going back to the origins of magic and um, the origins of the story of magic yeah, and the, not just the story that, of the, the planeswalkers. The original conflict. Right. Like, <laughs> where, like where, where have we gone to get 
where have we been to get to where we've gone now? And <laughs> it's it's something that um, is interesting also because, as we said in our, our last podcast, they've brought back Richard Garfield. That's right. Um, He's to, looking good, by the way. Yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah. I did, too. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, I watched, like, the first five minutes. I also only watched the first five minutes. Well, we'll talk about the first five minutes. <laughs> We're doing great at our jobs, Jagus. <laughs> Um, I'm busy. We'll talk yeah. about that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so they brought Richard Garfield back. And, you know, he, he, people have to remember that his whole thing is he's a, at, at his core, he's a game designer. And his it's not just about retelling sort of the um, ideals and stories that he weaved in the beginning and creation of the game. But it's also sort of bringing him back to sort of... Um, Mix the mechanics up a little bit, and sagas are a are like a huge, like, um, example of that. Yeah, because it's it, not exactly it's 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 something different. Yeah, like it's like it's like when Planeswalkers were first introduced, and you were like, "This is something fresh." Like it, keywords, okay. Like we understand that a new keyword comes in every day, and a new ability and, comes in, and it's just like you end, go with it. At the end of the day, a creature is generally a creature, and you know, right? An, an artifact is generally an art. Well, no, that's actually not a good example. But <laughs> but like while but while a saga is technically an enchantment, it's everything from the art to the play style Those of it. Art it, like it, on it's, all the sagas it's are just neat, like neat, man. So. Talking about, well, I guess we'll start with the art. The artwork on a saga is sort of like a split half and half. Yeah. You have the left-hand side and the right-hand side. The left-hand side is sort of like a scroll in which it tells um, what the saga is going to do. And it's flavored based on the story or the era of magic that it's telling. And the right side is a piece of artwork, um, the length of the card, but only one half of the card. That's sort of like, um, it's you know. It kind of takes what that a full art would kind of do, but it also hides a lot. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting way they play with the space in the yeah. card. Yeah, and it's um, so different from what we've seen before. Like, we've seen split cards before, but not quite like this. Um, not each, like this. Yeah. <laughs> each saga has three story beats. Um, sometimes it might be, um, it might be two dual. effects as yeah. opposed to three effects, but each story beat usually has an effect. But sometimes... You, um, you know, like story beat one and two might do the same thing, and then story beat three does something different. Uh, when you play a saga, uh, which you play during your main phase, as it comes into play, or you know, normally during your main phase, I should yeah. say, mm-hmm. you know, crazy Vidalk and Ari combos, you know, notwithstanding, <laughs> um, as it comes into play, it normally comes into play with. Um, a lore counter and the lore counters on the card represent the current story beat that you're on when it enters each for each lore counter it has on it you activate all of the abilities that um of the story that haven't uh, that would be activated with those counters so for instance if it comes in normally it's going to come in with one lore counter and the first story beat is going to activate um then if on your next turn, after your draw step, but it doesn't use the stack, which is really interesting. So there's no you way can't, you can't react to, to it. stop the lore counter. You can react to the ability that yeah. it triggers, but not the, the actual placing of the lore counter. Um, so after your draw step, but when your main phase begins, um, the lore counter just appears and you go on to the next story beat and that ability activates. And then finally on the next turn after, normally you would get the third counter and the final ultimate ability sort of almost planeswalker style where it's something usually big and boomy happens. And then the saga is then, um, 
uh, sacrificed. That's it. Um, so you get the three story beats and your saga is gone. But the really interesting thing is that um, these lore counters are counters and therefore are affected by all cards that affect counters, which is why the moment I saw oh sagas, <laughs> I'm, I'm calling it right now. You heard it here on YSNPG. Modern sagas is going to be a thing because I know between the time spiral cards that can remove counters and play with counters and this and that, and between um, uh, there was also cards in Mirrodin that could do that, and then of course proliferate. I mean, and doubling season. Doubling season alone means you're entering with two lore counters, which means both abilities can activate and you can choose how they stack. You don't have to stack them first ability, second ability. You can do the opposite if it would behoove you, if it enters with two counters. But then you could proliferate. So potentially, you could bring out a saga and then proliferate it and get all three of its story beats in one turn, which is hugely powerful in some cases. Yeah. Especially because some proliferate cards are so, so cheap. Um, I'm I'm almost positive someone's going to break sagas with proliferation. <laughs> um, you think? <laughs> yeah. But what an interesting mechanic. Mm-hmm. Like, what a fascinating mechanic. There's a bunch of them. They're not all, like, mythics. There's some uncommon sagas, you know? And uh, I think every color at least gets one. I think some get a bit more than the others. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, you never really would think, like, oh, like, it's kind of like, it's uh, it's hard to say. It's, you know, not like stasis per se, but, like, you know, it's a countdown clock, but not really because something's always happening. And like, it's something that everyone kind of has to pay attention to when it does happen. Because generally, like, you get a major boon by the third step. Like I said, it's, <laughs> it's Planeswalker level of yeah, ultimate. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing. Rarity um, is interesting in this set because what this set plays with, um, which is like sort of the next mechanic, is the idea of what legendary is. What does legendary mean? And because this is a legendary set is what they're calling it, um, there are tons of legendary creatures in this set. Tons. Commons, uncommons, um, you know, rares. In, in, in the past, it's usually pretty much par for the course. If it's going to be a legendary creature... It's going to be at least a rare. Yeah. That's pretty much just been par, par for the course for, for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many exceptions to that rule there are, if any. I mean, I can't think of them right now, and I'm sure I could look it up. But once again, we're great at our jobs. <laughs> anyway, the uh, <laughs> the idea here is so fascinating that you're going to be packing legendaries left and right. And on top of that... The draft scene and the sealed scene is going to be real interesting because you're going to be packing legendaries. So, like, if you get three copies of that same common that, like, normally you could be like, oh, I'm in a sealed. I'm going to play all three or because it's sealed and you there's no limit to how many copies. You get eight copies of a common card. You can play all eight copies in your deck <laughs> because that's how sealed works. But now you have to be like, oh, I have one legendary creature. I got four copies. These... These are three cards less I have in my pool now. Can I even make a 40-card deck right now? <laughs> That's like, going to be pretty wild, especially now that they also have legendary spells. Yeah. Uh, sorceries. Yeah, sorceries. Not spells. Spells, any card. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, legendary sorceries and instants. Or just sorceries. Sorceries. Um, legendary enchantments. Legendary... That's why I said Well, spell. there's always been enchantments. That's true. There's always been... Uh, but yeah, spe- sorceries. Sor- yeah, sorceries. Legendary sorceries are brand new. Um, which, by the, by the way, the legendaries have a new border... Um, they're like 
this wavy fancy fancy, i'm a legendary border um but yeah legendary sorceries sorceries that are extremely powerful um but you can only play them if you currently own a legendary permanent because it's Um, as if the legend himself has cast a spell but that's the thing does it say legendary creature or permanent because well that's true if you have an enchantment that's legendary you're really like you know are you really casting that as the I don't I don't know, it's legendary sorcery, right? Yeah. Uh let me see here. What's if the text say? Legendary creature or planeswalker. Oh, so it is just creature. So it's as so if yes. the creature or planeswalker is casts casting the spell. spell. That makes like, more Urza's sense. Ruinous blast, yep. which is amazing art. Um, like I want I want that, you know. <laughs> I want you know what they announced today? They announced two or they might have already been announced through the leaks, but I saw the art today. Because their their blue red wizards are going to be big in this set, which I'm really excited for more wizard love. <laughs> um, but they have essentially a counter spell and a lightning bolt, like like original counter spell yeah, and lightning bolt. I know, <laughs> but if you have a wizard, you don't have a wizard. You 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 effectively have like a cancel and a really bad lightning bolt. If you have a wizard on the field, they have a two two this blue counter. Is, this is all- Garfield and a level one stuff. red lightning bolt. Like, I just see it like he feels like that flavor of like what magic was supposed to be in the beginning of like two two planeswalkers and like that's it man like that's like you know you no one would ever think of that like, I know it's hard to I mean maybe they did maybe I'm giving props to the wrong person. Nah, give it to Garfield <laughs> he deserves but, it um, what a champ uh, um, but yeah that's legendary the legendaries and, and there's all kinds keyword of historic historic. Uh, which which are, is also plays off legendaries. Right. It's he, <laughs> historic is if you have a legendary creature. Well, whenever you cast a historic spell or if you it's, it's, it refers right, but to. Let's, let's just detail what historic is. Historic <laughs> is, I believe, a legendary creature, an artifact or a saga. Yes. Is considered historic, which is such a weird mishmash of like three random things. And there's a lot of spells that now interact in Dominaria with historic. So things that are triggered by when you cast a historic spell or if you own a historic permanent, this this or that happens. Uh, but it's weird that it's just basic artifact. Like, Well, you think about it, it's like... The that, term artifact means... That archaeology sense of right. things. These are... These are Once again, that was a Garfield thing, I guarantee you. <laughs> like, nobody was looking at artifacts and being like, these are all ancient relics. People were like, these are just artifacts. They're just this mechanical. It's a mirror. Yeah. Like- <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, this is historic. <laughs> this, is, this mirror is important to the history of all magic. Uh... But yeah, and then I, I think that's just about it for. No, there's a little bit more. What else is there? Kicker's in? back. No, hey, I'm talking Kicker? about new mechanics. Oh, new, uh, I think for new mechanics, I'm pretty sure that's Hexpro- it. Hexproof from is new. Hexproof from, yeah, do tell that. <laughs> that's 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 like taking protection from and taking it up notch <laughs> because yeah. it's it, it, it's so specific, right? But it's very reminiscent of like. It's the not beginning like, of magic. Right. It's not like protection from black. <laughs> it's hexproof from black. I mean, you know, can't be target of black spells or abilities. Your opponent's control. Right. So, so if you th- have a multicolored deck, you're fine. Yeah, that's a that's a very you know interesting twist, which I feel like they're gonna use more because I feel like hexproof was overpowered and they want to nerf it going forward. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so at all. You don't think this is some kind of like Trying to, I don't think this is going to lower rep- the power level. No, not at all. Forward, no. I actually think this is just this is probably what was intended originally. 
Like I'd have to imagine like, you know, the one creature we're just looking at on our screen right now is like the white knight of the set. The knight of grace. Which is essentially the, like a white knight. If you remember, the original white knight was just a 2-2 creature that had protection from black and first strike. This new one is... Uh, a 2-2 creature with hexproof from black and first strike. And as long as your opponent... As long as a player controls a black permanent, he gets plus one, plus zero. Right. So I feel like this is almost like what those cards were supposed to be. Because it's like, you know. It's supposed to be like, this is something that is protected from this spell. I don't know why the owner would be using these magics, but for his opponents. When right. He's like, I, like things, I feel like, I mean, granted, <laughs> I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm silent right now because maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe I'm, I'm just wishful thinking. But a part of me feels like, like White Knight was supposed to be like, yes, protection from black makes sense, I guess, because it's like, you know, the reverse. But I don't know. Something about this just seems more right to me. Any, uh, before, you know, I'm sure we'll talk, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk more in depth about these cards uh, closer to release, but any cards that uh, kind of caught your eye? I mean, we talked a little bit on our last cast with the spoilers, but I, I kind of want to save that for our next cast when we'll probably have a full spoiler list. Now, one more thing while we're talking about Dominaria, um, the controversial buy a box promo that may or may not change by the time release. Did you hear about that? I mean, I know what it is, but why is it it's controversial? It's only available as a buy a box promo. Oh, the card itself? Yes. Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. But obviously people are complaining, so it probably will be in the set. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing One thing I do want to comment on is this This set, thanks to a card that is like a, it's like Sisei's Legacy or what's the name of the card? Shauna, Sisei's Legacy. Yeah. What's weird is they gave her Hexproof, but without calling it Hexproof, which I forgot how powerful. it's only abilities. Does it say abilities? Yeah. Shauna, Sisei's Legacy can't be the target of of abilities your opponents control. Okay. Then never mind. Because I was going to say. It's not That would be incredibly powerful to give it Hexproof without calling it Hexproof. Because there are so many cards now that are like, you know... Remove Hexproof from Right, yeah. but now it's like, that'd be crazy if you couldn't. Um, but that's okay. So that's less... Still wild, but less wild. But anyway, we'll talk more about the cards in detail as uh, as time goes on. We're going to move on to our next section, which is... Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about MTG Arena. Now that the NDA is gone... Um, Tell me which about MTG Arena. In our last cast, I wasn't even sure it was actually there. I was like, <laughs> did I? Did I sign an NDA? So they opened the floodgates. They... I think invited another hundred thousand or Not so, me, but every you know, uh, a whole bunch more. Oh, I'm sorry, they already got me. <laughs> they only needed one of YSMPG. I, I guess so. Um, so I was very lucky enough to play um, the previous beta, and now I'm in the new beta, and now I can give my full, full reactions. And also, um, shameless plugging, uh, we just created a Twitch account for our podcast. That's right, Dave. Um, and we will be streaming. Um, Do you I'm know gonna that? Try, URL? Of course. What is it? Twitch.com slash YMPG. YSMPG. Twitch.tv slash oh, YSMPG. But if you type in Twitch.com, it's going to redirect to Twitch.tv. Yeah, but, you know. There you go. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, we're going to stream on there. Um, I'm going to try to sw- stream some arena on there from time to time. Hopefully a lot more as my schedule opens up. Um, Jengis might, you know, 
do something on there at some point. He's all over the place, though. He's streaming left and right on different channels, so <laughs> maybe he'll pop on. Um, but long story short, you also might eventually see like a top-down magic game stream to our YSNPG um, Twitch account. So please follow us once again, once again twitch.tv slash YSNPG. Um, anyway, MTG Arena. So in the last... Arena. Yeah. In the last beta phase, yeah. it was just Ixalan block yes it was ixalan and rivals and that's what i played and by the way i did find a way to it was it's weird that they don't have it explained and they don't tell you how to do it crafting cards no it it is exactly what i said it is it's just the wild cards there's no dusting there's no craft um but there is a way to select the image filter to show you all the cards you don't own and you can craft something from scratch from a wild card. You don't have to own the card already oh. like I previously thought. But like I said, what's weird is it's not intuitive to find that option. I had to know to go look for it and then find where it was. I'm um, sure they'll figure, I mean, it's still in beta. So I mean, it I'm, is. I'm sure they'll... Um, tweak that in uh, up to release in the previous beta i was running merfolk my deck was pretty streamlined i started to win almost consecutively uh-huh. um i lost very few times and i was on top of the world i was i was like <laughs> this is great i'm gonna i'm gonna run through this well they reset all ranks reset get card wrecked. libraries yeah get wrecked <laughs> the new the new updates to the beta first off the way quests are done are very different originally the quests in the previous beta were were um similar to hearthstone where you got like three random quests and they came up on your screen you could like reload one and just the way it looked was like different now it's it's similar but not quite the same and there's also like a weekly win for packs well, that's and, nice yeah you and like every every 15 wins you get a week you get a pack for each five oh. Um, there's some coinage you get here and there, but I find to be getting a lot less. It's like, Hey, let's be more like Hearthstone. Yeah. I'm getting a lot less cards now. It's, it's gotten a lot harder for me to, um, acquire new cards. Uh So my decks are. So what is like the, how do you. And um, I should also say, um, cut an hour of demonstration have been added oh, as well. Fun. So, so it's the not just, meta has changed slightly. It's not limited. Um, so, you know, maybe you talked about it last time, but refresh my memory. How does one actually like obtain cards normally? Obviously, I'm sure you get like an intro. Like, so you in, get like in a the whole, original beta, yeah, or the previous beta. Um, when you first logged on, you had like ten packs, five of each Ixalan set. You cracked them open. You got what you got. If you had wild cards, you could throw some new stuff, craft it. Um, but what slot does a wild card take? Uh, the slot of its rarity. Okay. So, so it's if, a common wild card, uncommon wild card, and rare and mythic, mythic rare. Right. Like you might, instead of getting a mythic, you might get a mythic wild card, which at first I was really upset when I started getting wild cards because I was like, oh, <laughs> I wanted a mythic until I realized like, oh, wait, I literally just pulled any mythic I want. So That's now you wild. want them. You want them. You know, you want them to show up. That's how they did it originally. And every week or so, you ended up getting just like a random pack. Like, hey, uh-huh. welcome back. Here's a new pack or new, two new packs, whatever. This time around, there are 10 intro decks pre-made, pre-loaded with cards. Each have a theme. They're all they're the, they're the ten uh, multicolors. Okay. Um, two color multicolors. All right. Um, each one has a theme, and you have some cards of that theme, and you have like 
a few packs of like I think I did I get to select what types they were. I might have selected, um, but it was like a couple packs of each set, like two rivals of Ixalan, two Ixalan, one Amonkhet, one Hour of Devastation, something okay. smaller right. pool. Mm-hmm. Cracked them open, and that's it. And now it's like you're I'm playing for coins and coins to buy packs. Hmm. Haven't heard this formula before, have you? Uh. <laughs> and yeah, uh, as oh, you that's win, gonna, that's going to be. Ugh. Yeah, as you win, you tend to get more, more cards here and there. But honestly, like I miss what it was before. My deck is so much weaker now. Obviously, yeah. And the matchmaking system, uh, maybe they haven't. It was great in the previous beta. In this beta. It seems unbalanced. Like you are usually at a disadvantage or your opponent's at a disadvantage. I am because I haven't sunk enough time into it to have my deck grow and be better. I see. And I'm facing people who have like. So um, there's no like skill based matchmaking just yet. There, But there's supposed to be because you have ranks. So like you start off with like a basic rank zero and your rank zero like copper. And then you go up to like, you know, from copper to like bronze and then from bronze to silver and then from silver to gold. And each of those uh, metallic colors have uh, tiers, tiers and, and et cetera, ranks. Et cetera. Right. So like I'm like the lowest of low. I'm like basic rank three. And I faced off against somebody that was like silver rank six. And I just couldn't. It was like it was like facing. It was like going to a Friday Night Magic. And me opening up an intro deck and playing against somebody who's like, who's like, you know, this is my, my fine tuned machine. Yeah. Let me devastate you in a couple turns. Yeah. I even made, I recently made my own, my own deck that I literally called lame control because it's just <laughs> so like the worst control. But it's, I, I pulled a locust god and I figured like that would be a cool card to play a deck around, but only one. So most of the deck is just counter and draw with a couple prowess cards mixed in. Oh, that's, that's, um, that's no good. Yeah. It wasn't the best. But all in all, um, it is magic, and it is fun. They updated the animations, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. It's good. Okay. I like it. If you're interested in seeing uh, it, I'm sure you can watch ugh. people play it online, but it's so why like, watch them when you can watch us? This is so, like... Hearthstone? Yeah. And it's like, because, it, you know, I, I listen to a whole bunch of podcasts, other than the one we do. Um, and, like... One of the things they brought up with a lot of games like this is that it comes to a point where you're like, why would I want to play something like Hearthstone when Hearthstone already exists? It's because and, it's magic. Because it's magic, but that magic exists in. I understand people don't want to play Moto and they don't live in areas where they can go to F and M's on a regular basis. I'll tell you right now, I play her or I play Hearthstone, but I. Would rather play this. I didn't ever stick with it because it's just, first off, it seemed like a money well, scheme. for you, it's like, why play Hearthstone when I can play actual paper magic? Right. <laughs> but now it's, oh, I'm not with somebody to play paper magic with, but I want to play magic right now. What can I duel? Duels of the Planeswalkers just doesn't cut it for me because that's all AI stuff and just yeah. not a great game. And Cockatrice is just funky and like Cockatrice really, is funky uh, and requires a lot of time and effort and energy just to play a game and then moto is just a money sink i'm never gonna sink money into it and therefore and i don't want to start playing it because i know i'm gonna i'm gonna have the urge i'm gonna be like oh yeah. my deck could be so much better if i just 
paid a little, I just put 50 bucks in no big deal um i was actually talking to a, a friend of a friend my friend randy i randomly met one of his friends at the pptq i went to he walked up to me he's like my buddy randy wants me to show you this picture of him and show me a picture of randy and he was just like that was just to let you know that you know i know you through a guy <laughs> and i was like all right and then we started talking and he, he talked about how he started Moto and he was like, yeah, he's like, don't do it. He's like, I started and, and my first thought was I'm going to throw 50 bucks into it. That was his exact wording. And he's like, and now, you know, now he's like, now I'm in. Now I'm not. Now I'm ashamed to talk about how much money I've sunk in that Moto. Mm. I'm like, yeah, I, I never want that. So honestly, I just that's I'm where curious, Arena comes in. I'm it's, curious where, how Arena's going to cater to the free to play player. Because if you grind enough Hearthstone... You can buy enough to get a pack. You know. Same thing in But you said like, the thing is like you have your quests and you have your weeklies. Do you right. also get based on wins? Like Yes. Okay. I didn't you didn't mention there's, that one. There's there's so you get the way you get coins are quests and wins, and then you get packs also. Like every every win you'll get some amount of coinage. Uh-huh. Um but it's like usually like the first couple are like a larger amount and then it like scales down to like you know 25 coins it's a mm-hmm. thousand coins per pack yeah um and then as i said for every 15 wins at each five mark you get a pack um per week so 15 wins a week gets you three packs a week yeah um and i'm sure there's gonna be the or pay to play oh yeah obviously of course. they're gonna they're gonna have it so you could buy packs right probably um, like but probably, i think probably cheaper than re- how many cards do you get in a pack uh in arena uh you know i didn't count five it's, it's six? no it's like seven or eight seven or eight which yeah. is kind of less than retail yeah so. it's not like if they charge retail price for a pack no 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 it's it's gonna be hearthstone prices it's gonna be like 99 cents or something you mean two dollars <laughs> oh <laughs> how long it's been i, I think so I could be wrong. I don't think it's 99 cents. There was a time where it was. (laughs) Jesus. Um, I'm sure like promo, like you get 50 for 50, I believe, like if you buy like pre-order. But I don't think like, I could be wrong. Gross. I could be wrong. Gross. The whole thing is gross, Dave. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But anyway, I think it'll it'll cater fine. And I, I will be playing Arena indefinitely. I mean, it will be especially once I can play it on all of my. Like right now, I can really only play it I at mean, home. If you're gonna play on it, my PC, then I guess I'm gonna play it too. Nice, because <laughs> right now I can only play upstairs on my PC, my Windows PC. But I'm sure um, they're gonna make a an they, app for oh, it. There's gonna be the app. It's gonna be on Mac. It's gonna be on. It, they've they've announced it has a flexible engine that they plan on making. They want it to be a Hearthstone competitor, so it's gonna be on everything. But it's just the fact that right now I can only play it on my Windows PC, which is why I've had limited time to play it. Um, when I can start playing it on my phone and like I have downtime at some point, I'm just like, what do I want to do right now on my phone? Oh, so oh, do a quick game play- magic. Exactly. Whatever that means. Um, but yeah, I right now, two thumbs up still for, for Arena, even though I'm in a rough place since they wiped the accounts and restarted them. Um, but at least I, I, I can sort of be thankful that I know that by the time Arena is officially released, they'll probably wipe the accounts again, and that'll be the end of it. Um, so I'll have to start again anyway. Um, but yeah, two so, thumbs up for me. So speaking of uh, MTG Arena, um, so they <laughs> I, they recently released like a, an article about a new format that they're kind of touting. Can you air quotes that? Please? Uh, yeah, new format. There you go. That they're 
um, that they're kind of touting, uh, which is supposed to be, I think it's like EDH for standard is the best way to describe it. It's EDH. It's standard EDH. <laughs> Not EDH for standard. It's literally just standard EDH. Um, and they're I think like, it's I like you have a car. We're not going to call it a commander, but it goes in the command zone. Yeah. Um, it's short version. 60 card singleton standard legal singleton deck uh, around a legendary creature or planeswalker. And you uh, ba, 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 and your legendary creature or planeswalker starts in the command zone. Works the same way you might use in commander. Uh, and then... Each player starts with 30 life and not 40 life. And I don't know how I feel about this, but I know that they're doing this for Arena. You know what's funny is in our little group chat of um, the people who come and play our big commander games, someone had mentioned like, hey, would you guys all want to build a deck and try and play this format? And I literally was like, why would I want to play lame commander when I could just play commander? Like, why put the energy and resources into a shittier version of the thing we're already having fun playing you know what i mean like it has no absolutely there's no draw for me to that game what's interesting what i think the audience is is people who play standard maybe they're in like want some variety in their lives sure i guess i mean they have a large standard library and like i said this is perfect for their new app that they're going to be making. Now, here's a question. Yeah. If MTG Brawl, if MTG Arena is going to be largely standard cards, what's going to happen when the cards rotate out? Are they going to have wild? Like, are they going to have, like, a wild set? And then how far does this go? How deep does a rabbit hole go, Dave? I'm not sure if the cards are going to rotate out. That's just the thing. Because if they're going to have people paying for these cards, um, there's the, there has to be a way that they're going to be able to use I just them. Think that, people will, will quit just, the game. Will they just auto-dust? Like, will they become wild? Like, I don't think so. Like I said, I'm pretty sure there's going to have to be a way for people to play the, those cards. Even if it's Arena's version of Modern, and their version of Modern only starts at I'm on Ket, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or whatever. Um, but honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Modern invaded Arena eventually. Yeah. I don't see Legacy going in it anytime no. soon. But I mean, I, I said this before. Arena feels like the step they want to take. Even though they're saying, like, Moto's going to live forever. <laughs> this is just like, I this play is the arena. young upstart. Yeah. That's, like, <laughs> that's like, I'm coming for you, old man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, hey, just, man, <laughs> I just got hired. I'm just here to tell you you're doing a great job. I'm a real fan of your work. Yeah. Like, hope we can work together in the future. Maybe I'll be CEO someday, huh? <laughs> like, and Moto's just looking at it side-eye, like, yeah. Get I off my to, lawn, you can to find a way to kill this kid somehow. <laughs> <laughs> that's just it. Like, that's how I feel. I play Arena and I'm just like, damn, like, this is this is what Moto wants to be and isn't. And I just know that it's going to take time. But I, I, I honestly am, I would not be surprised if Arena is successful. I would not be surprised if slowly it just sort of becomes, underhandedly becomes the new Moto. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not immediately, and not something that they can just demand that happens. It's just going to be like a slow migration. It'd be like if World of Warcraft 2 dropped out to, dropped tomorrow, and they were like, listen, we're not trying to replace regular WoW. We're still going to have those servers up. There's still going to be some fresh content there, guys. Come and play WoW. But you know, people are going to look at WoW 2 
and look at like polished new models that are like above the graphic capabilities and overhauls that they've already done and can possibly do yeah. and fancy cinematics and new mechanics. And they're going to be like, wow, wow two is really nice. Mm-hmm. And then slowly people are going to migrate and the servers are going to slowly die off. And then eventually one day they're going to be like, listen, we're stopping all support for wow. It's only wow two now deal. You know, that's, that's it, man. Yeah. That's, that's how I feel like arena is going to go. Um, but as I said, two thumbs up for Rena and two thumbs down for Brawl. <laughs> um, so moving on to Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Well, I mean, very light. Dungeons it's, it's, and Dragons. It's a very light month for Dungeons and Dragons. Um, uh, I caught wind uh, on Twitter. I'm sorry, excuse me. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> I caught wind on Twitter. It's um, a fart joke, today. ladies and gentlemen. We're not above <laughs> fart jokes from YSMPG. <laughs> Of uh, because like I follow Mike Merles on Twitter, and he's a you know designer for Dungeons. And Dragons. I, yes, I know Merles. Yeah, I mean for for our audience, for our audience, we're doing that thing where we explain things to you, even though you probably mm-hmm. know them, because the only people that listen to this podcast are, you know, people who are into this stuff and my wife, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they talked. Uh, they they announced this. Uh, there's really no announcement about this yet either. Um. It's a book called Dungeons and Dragons Art and Arcana A Visual History, which is wordy word, mm-hmm. well, mouthy I mean, mouth of words. <laughs> I mean, the actual book is Art and, Art and Arcana A Visual History, a right. Dungeons and Dragons, blah, blah. Um, and it's going to be an illustrated guide to the history and evolution of Dungeons and Dragons told through paintings, sketches, illustrations, and various other, you know, visual things. <laughs> a picture of Gary Gygax in his basement at a typewriter going, I love dragons. <laughs> Um, you know, this is the, this is really like, we haven't really had a really comprehensive, you know, retail, like a a storyline of this, you know, like it'll be nice to probably a nice little coffee table book. Yeah. Um, something to kind of like, oh, so that's where that came from. Something to read the grandkids. Yeah. Like this is what Dungeons and Dragons was. Hey, remember Before your virtual reality chat with your Ugandan <laughs> knuckles and your chapter 37, fourth edition. We're going to skip chapter 37. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. You could pre-order it now. Uh, it's coming out in October of this year, which so. is around the same time that their other book is coming out too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I think Morton Kaiden's Magnificent Mansion Guide to Musicians <laughs> and uh, That's Magical not what it's called and Magical Manacles. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about it already. Um, which, speaking of which, we're gonna. I've, we've never done this before. But we're gonna flash back and go back to magic for a second. Oh, we forgot. What did we forget? Because we talked about Mike Merles, it reminded me. So we mentioned earlier that Jenks and I saw... Oh, yeah. Yeah. We forgot. Totally forgot. Um, Jenks and I just happened... We found out literally during the cast that we both happened to watch the first few minutes of an interview about Dominaria with um, Rosewater and Richard Garfield. Garfield. And let me tell you, Richard Garfield, like minus the loss of some hair, his face looks just like it does on that magic card. Like (laughs) it is, it is like, you know, it is Richard Garfield. And first off, I I never, I've never heard him speak before. Um, I did not expect him to sound so like (laughs) chill and down to earth. Like he just seemed like a very casual guy. Meanwhile, Rosewater is like he had a Rosewater esque voice. Rosewater is always like, "Oh my god, guys, it's magic!" (laughs) This is the guy who made Unglued. I I know, right? Like, (laughs) I'm so good. I'm so 
glad to be here, guys. It's Rosewater. And then, like, you know, you have, like, Richard Garfield is just like, yeah, all right, let's talk some magic. Like, you know, I was like, wow, like, he just seems so less nerdy. I don't know how to explain that in, like, a way that doesn't sound condescending to all of the people we love. Oh, my God. But he just sounds no, less nerdy. we're never going to get noticed by Richard. <laughs> wow, we're giving a compliment to Richard Garfield. That's the highest vibe. We're just, you know, nerd shaming Rosewater a little Tomorrow, bit. It's like- um, anyway, the... Richard Garfield, he just something he said that I thought was really, really nice was what was cool is in the very beginning of the interview, um, he's asked the question, like, how'd you do it? Like, what (laughs) like what was magic? Was it always this or was it something else? And originally, according to what he said was he was just like he, he I mean, like I said, he's a game designer. And in his mind, he enjoyed card games and he enjoyed, you know, deck games. And um, in his mind, he was like, wouldn't it be neat if there was a game where everybody played with a different deck? Like you just didn't play with the what same a, deck of cards. What a concept that we take for granted. I know, you know, right? Like that's like to everybody nowadays, that's like, you're like, yeah, like every trading card game. Well, son, TCG, that magic is the game that made that a thing. And until that point, you, everybody had the same deck, right? And it's just like, he's just like, what if you just didn't have the same deck? And from there, it just sort of evolved. And what's weird is like, it wasn't magic at first. He had a, what do you say? It was like, he had a prison game where it was oh, like, yeah. uh, like escaping a prison. It and was something like, like unlocking really... vaults or like a heist game. Heist game, I think is what it was. But he had had the story of magic, like in the background for something else. I feel like it's the same with like any any kind of you know fantasy nerdy kind of guy we always have a world tucked in the back of our heads that yeah, we think it'd be to like ourselves, me taking mist haven and then yeah. applying it like to how, like something how, how completely do we do different. something with that you yeah. know and he's and his was magic, magic the gathering with you know and, Urza and myth you know, like. and his whole reason he's like the whole reason i liked i like you know card games and 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 specifically he's like this concept for it is he was talking about how like because he likes games where there are rules and then things happen that change those rules. And I was like, if that's not such a, like, if anybody could have just summed up magic in, like, a, <laughs> like a sentence or so, god damn it, it's the damn creator of magic. And he did it so well. I was just like, because whenever someone's like, what's magic the gathering? I'm like, oh, well, there's, so there's like, some mana and, like, oh, and God, sorceries. And literally, like, Garfield, just he just said it. And I was just like, fuck you, man. You just made it sound so simple. And you're so right. Like, he's just like, it's just a game that has rules. And then the cards change those rules. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're right that is what it is dude um it was it was interesting i'm gonna finish the interview i'm also going to try um, to finish the and i you know not that i want to redirect people away from you know geek aid and ysmpg um it's like telling somebody at burger king to go over to mcdonald's for a second and try some fries but we'll, we'll put this in the show notes yeah in the show notes just take a listen then come back come back to us don't, don't stay there <laughs> um but uh yeah it was it was interesting so there's a little rewind our quick rewind back to garfield's interview um back to D D, uh which may or may not involve me attempting a, a nice rick sanchez voice coming up yeah. um which is you know give or take can be pretty good you have a pretty good rick sanchez voice right? i feel like most people have a, mm-hmm. have a pretty good rick um the reason we're, we're gonna pull out some rick voices is uh so as our faithful listeners may know, um, we regularly do our uh, 
and NPCs that we create, our yeah. random NPC segment, where Jengis and I will take the names um, from a uh, from the Dungeons and Dragons uh, DM screen. We'll roll up some random names, and then we will make NPCs based around the names we roll. Well, this time. Uh, there is an AI neural network that someone plugged the second edition monster manual into. Um, and this neural network then created the names of what um, it predicted like other new monsters would be simply based off of the second edition monster manual names. Some like we're going to start off with, with what are going to be weird, but pretty like normal-esque things, like things you might hear, (laughs) and then it's just going to devolve into things that aren't even words. And the more I read these, the more I would just think of, like, the episodes, the improv episodes of Rick and Morty, where Rick and Morty, like, you know, (laughs) watch TV, and it's just full... Or or anytime they speak about anything, really, and you know that the names of the things that they're talking about literally are just on the spot. spot. It's like, those are the blorable people. Like, you know, and there's like, field. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's... It's nonsense and it's funny, and I just felt like we needed to have Rick Sanchez narrate our uh, our monster manual. So if Rick made a monster manual, here are some monsters he would make. So I think we're just going to kind of go through some ones that stand out yeah, to us. Just pick one. Um, I'll, we'll just keep picking back and forth. And yeah, sounds good. Then you know, uh, man, hold on. Let me get my as good, long uh, as my voice. I mean, I might switch back to Jenga's. I'll let you fine. guys know. <laughs> that's fine. How about this? You pick one for me, and I'll say what it is. And you can pick it in your normal voice, and I'll say it as Rick. Okay. And then uh, vice versa. We'll start with we're going to start with the more normal ones that are the the, the first list. So go ahead. <laughs> so, so uh, can you please tell me what a what's a kick spirit? <laughs> Morty, Morty, the, the the kick spirit. You, you don't want to you don't want to fuck with the kick spirit, right? They, they 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 died. They died in the middle of getting kicked in the groin. Okay, Morty, they were kicked in the fucking testicles, and the testicles exploded. Morty, there's a universe where all their testicles just exploded, and they became vengeful spirits. Now they 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 they, they live, Morty. They live just just to kick you right in the balls. <laughs> Oh, all right. Uh, How about how about the plant hound? (laughs) What is it, Rick? Uh, Oh, geez, Rick. What? what, What's the plant hound? Morty, here's what you do: you never try to gene splice and smoke weed at the same time because, goddamn it, that's how a plant hound came into being. A little bit. A little bit of that dank herb fell into my mixing pool while I was trying to make a new super canine. And instead came out with this plant hound made entirely out of marijuana leaves. (laughs) Never light it on fire. (laughs) You'll get an entire block high. I I can feel the high already. I'm fucked up already. God damn it, boy. I told you not I told you to pass Puff pause And then pass And then play fetch Oh man Oh don't sue us Dan Harmon uh, Alright let's go with uh, We'll do uh, two more from this list And move on to the next list Alright so you give me I think you give me the next one Okay Um <laughs> What is the greater mommy? Oh, Morty. No, not a greater mummy. The greater mommy. 
oh, oh, Morty, the, the greater mommy. That I, I, that's 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 not for you. That, that's not for you, Morty. That, that's you're, you're not old enough for the greater mommy. You're you can maybe get away with like the lesser mommy or the the tiny celestial mommy, but the greater mommy, those are for adults. Remember that time with the robot? Uh, uh, no, Morty, come on. A greater mommy is is is. Let's just face it. It's a sex celestial. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, mommy. Right? <laughs> oh, 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 Jesus. That's, oh, oh, Christ. I can't believe you're my grandson sometimes. <laughs> All right, let's go with... Uh, jeez, <laughs> uh, uh, Rick. Um, what, uh, what's an astrofish? <laughs> an astrofish. Astrofish are one of the most powerful beings in the universe, Morty. They can, they're they fishes that can go in between planes. This might actually be a Dungeons and Dragons creature. <laughs> it looks like a normal goldfish, but it's the size of a universe, and it moves in between through bubble dimensions. Morty, oh God, I almost knocked over my microphone, oh Morty. God, oh God, oh Jesus, was that it? Was that the astrofish? Yes, Morty, we're all going to die. All right, we're going to move on to the next list. This next list, um, this is, uh, it says on, on this uh, on this site, it's a, it's a Tumblr post, and on the post it says, it generated some creatures that you should probably run from until you figure out what they are. So these are where, we're, like, the the language starts to break down slightly, and then it's going to get even, even, even more wild. So, uh, all right, go ahead. You throw one at me. Ah, uh, man, there's so many here. I know. It's like it messes around with commas and parentheses. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what is a um, a fire undead lake man? <laughs> Morty, the the fire undead lake man. I, I he he's he's that guy. I I killed him. Okay, it was a bad Rick. It was a bad Rick that he messed with time. He messed with fire, and he's in the lake, Morty. He's undead now. He's coming for us. He probably wants to kill me, but don't worry. I conveniently have you, Morty, my wonderful blocker. He'll never find us, but he's horrible. He explodes constantly in spontaneous human combustion, only to refund, re, to reform, reform, and come back as something vicious and nasty. Well, what did the water in the lake put him out, Rick? No. No, no, it's a, it's an intimate, it's a, it's a special cos, cos, cosmic fire, cosmic fire, Morty. It's, it's, it's impervious to all hydrogen, all oxygen, and all combination of both. That doesn't make any sense. Morty, nothing makes sense. The universe is meaningless. <laughs> After you. Uh, please tell me what the fuck is a waffle blank? <laughs> <laughs> a waffle blang. Yep, waffle blang. Mm. <laughs> Morty, do <laughs> you ever understand the concept of a chimera? It's very similar. This is what happens when you take a pancake, a sausage, a waffle, an egg, two cups of orange juice, and you mix them into an unholy abomination. Uh, uh, Rick, that, that doesn't sound so bad. I mean, that sounds like breakfast. Yeah, maybe. But if this breakfast was as tall as you and wanted to eat you for breakfast, oh, would geez, that be Rick. so bad? Oh, jeez, Rick. <laughs> He's coming here with a, 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 a whole ladle full of maple syrup and wants to bathe you in it and then eat you. Oh, 
oh jeez I gotta I don't wanna be someone's breakfast I'm watch out if he has whipped breakfast. cream god help you if he has whipped cream oh jeez let's get the hell out of here <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you were dreading this one. Can you tell me what a a Wereladoo lycanthrope is? <laughs> well, Morty, the, the Wereladoo lycanthrope is the most powerful of all werewolf-type lycanthropes. It's a Wereladoo, okay? The werewolf went in and fucked a cock-a-doodle-doo, a fucking rooster, all right? It became a were-le-doo. It not only howls at night, but it fucking cock-a-doodle-doos in the morning. There's not a single time. <laughs> full sun, full moon, it's always there. Always watching. And the worst thing is it never transforms back into a human. It's always this weird half-hybrid rooster horrible abomination of a werewolf. And it's seven feet tall and it pecks at you slowly while gouging your eyes out with its horrible claws. Oh, it's the worst Rick. thing I've ever seen oh. it, it killed it killed so so many of oh, my friends so many friends do you know how many mortys i've lost to a wear ledoo oh, well, i'm not the only morty <laughs> what what you're yeah you're my only morty okay rick thanks <laughs> uh what uh jeez uh, uh, rick what what's a desert people what what is a desert people rick <laughs> desert people I'm freaking out rick <laughs> Well, you've ever run into a, you ever run into a grass people? Well, desert people <laughs> is much like a grass people. I mean, you're familiar with the grass people, right, Rick? You're not, you're Morty. Uh, I'm sorry, you're not that dumb, are you? No, no, I, I, the grass people, right? That's that, that's that, that's that, like zit that grows out of the grass and and expands. Morty, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know, Rick. I, I, I thought I knew what it was. A people is like a beetle that's crossed with a meeple. You know, the the board game miniature, but it's alive oh and it exists God. not only on the grassy plain, but this one exists in a desert plain. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, it's kind of yellowish, wears a turban, really culturally insensitive. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 All right, why don't we each take a, a dragon oh, God. that this is uh, this has come up with? Uh, <laughs> uh, the other ones are cool, so I'm gonna give you this one. <laughs> What's a purple large dragon? <laughs> Morty, the purple large dragon is horrible. It's it's awful. It is a gluttonous dragon that has grown beyond proportion. It is gargantuan in size, but only in its stomach area. It has a small head, a shrunken head, smaller than your head or my head, but the body of a gargantuan dragon, full of nonstop lard. Its breath weapon is just pure vomit. It just spews all over you, and the acidity is so awful that as you slowly melt away, you just begin vomiting yourself all over yourself. You shit yourself as well. You vomit. There's just bodily fluids everywhere, and this thing just spews all over you, and when it's done, it reclaims everything it lost by eating back all of you, plus all of it to only become bigger and bigger and bigger. That is the Kerpel Lard Dragon. That's funny. (laughs) Oh, jeez, Rick, what what the hell is a will of dragon? A will of dragon? Will of dragon. It looks like a will of wisp and a dragon. Well, you know how in Dungeons and Dragons they kill a lot of dragons, or at least they try to. This is the souls of many dragons coalescing into one spectral being. Though it's not really a, uh, a, a, a dragon witch, it kind of 
doesn't really get that far. Instead, it's just a lot of angry souls of dragons coalescing to a ball of energy. And that's what a willow dragon... That sounds so depressing. It really is. It can't do much, but it's really angry at you. (laughs) So really, it just complains, and it's really just annoying. Oh, Oh, man. Uh, So we're just going to take a unicorn. Um... I'll give you one first this time. Oh, 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 geez. What? What's a Sith sheet unicorn? I knew you'd do this, Morty. I knew you'd want to get to this one before me, Morty. <laughs> a Sith sheet unicorn? Well, <coughs> oh, no. Oh, no, I'm turning it to Jenga's. Oh, no, here it is. It's Jenga's now. A Sith sheet unicorn, Morty? Let me tell you what a Sith oh, sheet God, unicorn Rick, is. Oh, God, your voice sounds horrible. <laughs> I know. It's horrible and goofy. Um, so a, a Sith sheet unicorn, you see when, when the Sith, you know, you know what the Sith are, right? Sith and Jedi. You're, you're much less intimidating. I'm not intimidated by you random guy. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, the Sith, see, they're, they're, they're really backwards in the way they do things. You know, they always try to bend the force to their will. So this is what happens when they try to bend a horse to their will. These horses, they become corrupted, insane. You know, they, 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 just, they don the, the, the Sith cloaks, but they're so long, it drapes over them. It looks more like a sheet. That's why they're called sheet unicorns. Okay, they're, they're, but they're horrible, twisted creatures. They'll stab you in the back at any chance that they get. So don't don't turn your back on a Sith sheet unicorn, Morty. You hear me, Morty? I'm turning back in the rig now. Oh God! <laughs> you better watch your ass, Morty. You're gonna get a unicorn horn right up your bunghole. <laughs> Yar! I'm a pirate now, Morty. I'm pirate Rick. <laughs> Oh, can I please speak to Black Willow Unicorn? <laughs> uh, Morty, the, the, the Black Willow Unicorn is a horrible Loth abomination. Loth took a Black Widow, mixed it with a unicorn, and then spliced in a little bit of that midget from that movie that one time. You know, what, what movie? Willow. Oh. Willow, damn it, Morty. Aren't you cultured at all? I didn't watch that movie. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why do I... Oh, God. You're, you're, you're just a raging disappointment all the time, Morty. Is that like Twilight? Oh. Oh. <laughs> God. You know, there's a universe where I just went to and completely exterminated anyone or anything that even mentioned Twilight. Oh. But that's neither here nor there, Morty. All that matters is the Black Willow Unicorn. It's constantly questing, constantly questing for something, somewhere that it can find to use to murder you. It goes and does whatever it can to murder you in the most unconventional ways. You look at a flower on the street, bam! It goes in your eye. It infects your eye. Your eye explodes. Your brain explodes. And the Black Willow Unicorn is standing behind a tree staring at you. I got really dark there. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did, Rick. I peed my pants. There's pee everywhere, Morty. I'm Rick. Can't even our name straight. No. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Rick, what would you say is, uh, um, what's a Kurt, Rick? <laughs> wow, Morty, really on the nose on that one, huh? <laughs> I, I couldn't resist, Rick. 
Kurt. A Kurt is a large man, hairy man, pursuit man. <laughs> Raven hair turning back into Jengas. <laughs> Raven haired dude. So hairy, man. <laughs> this guy, he, he thirsts, hungers for many things. Battle, food, women, men, anything. <laughs> His desires are uncapped. <laughs> when he goes into... I, yes, I know it was there. <laughs> when he goes into a barbarian rage, nothing is safe from his wrath. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Watch out for that Kurt. He's he's a wild one. Man, I miss him. Oh, man, we had some great times, me and that Kurt. Uh, greatest lover ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick. Rick, what? This looks like a meme. What's a derp snake? <laughs> Morty, look down. That's a derp snake. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there, Rick. <laughs> oh, there it is. There's not there's too much more to say there. That's uh, that's pretty much it. That was all of them. And now my voice will be dead for a week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another other good ones we didn't go over. Um, a meme ball. Just <laughs> a ball of memes. I mean, man can is yeah. pretty wild. A jabberwant. A spectral woof creepy. <laughs> the fumble unicorn was one that I probably should have gone for. The son of fish, but like S-U-N. <laughs> the, the great space pat. Not just a normal space pat. Not just a pat, but a great space pat. <laughs> the shadow staffer. <laughs> The guy that's secretly behind the scenes is hiring people. If we were to do one more, I'd be like, what's a giant dwarf? <laughs> what is a Marangara labyrinth? Yeah, that, they just went crazy with the syllables on that one. Yeah, right? Uh, anyway, uh, moving on to board games. Board games. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That was too fun. Um, board games. So we're going to talk a little bit about actually a game. This is weird. This is a preview rather than a review. Oh. Yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, but you already know it's coming, so... Hey, protect the business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you have no idea what's coming. That's right. What are you talking Gloomhaven. about? Gloomhaven. <gasps> Gloomhaven. That game? Yeah. I've heard about that. We talked about it a little bit once, but we didn't get into the nitty-gritty of how to play the game. Do you own it yet? I don't. <laughs> um, mine's still on back order. It's shipping sometime in April, May, in Wave 3, as I said last time. <laughs> um, so Gloomhaven is a... Legacy board game. Is it a legacy game? It is. It is. Okay. Because what you do in one adventure and session carries over and has permanent consequences in the game. That's true. Um, What... what, What are there like pre-made characters? So how it works is when you open the box, there are... There's a set of, I think, four... You can play up to four people. Um... So, unfortunately, you may not get to actually play in our little Gloomhaven game. I'm going to have to play two Gloomhaven games. Um, but up four characters, max. Each character has, like, a like a, an objective of some kind, an overall quest goal that they want. Really? Yeah. Oh. And those characters retire permanently if and when you finally achieve that objective. Hmm. And then you start again with a brand new <laughs> My character. objective is death. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but when you start with a new character, it, it might, it's going to be something like brand new that hasn't been opened up before. Cause how these things work are, um, if you don't know the, what a legacy game is, we've mentioned it on a podcast before, but you want to explain a legacy game? Um, so 
each one kind of does it a little bit differently. But one mainstay that seems to be kind of concurrent through them all is that they'll have a secret like baggy or deck box that you're not you're not supposed to look through any of it because the game will tell you when to open it and look through it and your your actions carry over from one game session to the next and sometimes between expansions of the board game so time stories which we've talked about in detail before our game of the year is a legacy game yes um and you, they have permanent consequences usually in the game, and it, and it and world changes, rules change. Um, but it's a, it's like a, an on. It's a thing of a D and D campaign in board game style, mm-hmm. which is actually. I, I was saying, I was saying, think of that in terms of the concept of legacy game. But that's also just a pretty good representation of what Gloomhaven is. Yeah. Um. So you have these characters. You have a map of Gloomhaven proper, the city, and then a couple like outlying places but your map is mostly like only has a few choices to begin with as you go to these places there are certain quests you can undertake at these places for now and there's like a huge quest book it's like i think it was something like over 200 pages or something it's crazy Ooh, yeah that's wild. it's meaty um you go you you do the quest whatever it is whether it's a barter whether it's a trade whether it's a fight most of them are fights um you set up the map as they tell you to and you attempt to beat the challenge. Um, if you beat the challenge, there's usually rewards such as money and new objects and whatnot. But really, the thing about these quests are, as these quests are completed, um, not only do your characters level and progress and get stronger and gain items and gain money and this and that and experience, but new things open up. Oh, you might go back like to new it, dungeons. Or? Like the game itself has, I don't know how many because I don't own it yet, but like oh, I think it's A to Z packages mm. like so you might complete the first quest and might be like open pack t and you go to t and inside t might be like a new character that you might be able to use when somebody's character retires well, that's fun it might be a new location on, or two new locations on the map and there are stickers that literally you place on the map and permanently stick to your map board and like so like you were revealing the map they show you where they go now one aspect of legacy games that i've experienced in the past is that Players generally get to name things. Mm-hmm. Do you know if Gloomhaven has like that kind of aspect, or is everything kind of like set in stone it, for you? It seems that most things are pre-named. Oh, There's that's, not a lot that's of, no fun. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I honestly na- don't name know. A dungeon, the dungeon of poop. Um, but the <laughs> but the mechanics of the game look very very easy to play. That's good. It's based around a um, dice. No cards. Ooh. Um, deck building game oh. in some ways. Um, but not a very large deck. We're talking. It's more of like. I should say like a hand building game almost. It's like you have like a hand of like nine cards or so. Um, and of those cards, those are kind of like what you're, you have like a basic action you can take or you take an action on those cards. Um, if you use up all your cards, your hero's exhausted and they're out of the quest. If all the heroes are, are exhausted, the quest fails. Hmm. Some quests you can only undertake one time and then never again. Oh man. Um, I want to play this game. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it is... It is excitingly refreshing and cool and is interesting. Is it like a dungeon master or is it kind of play on its own? The game plays its, itself. Okay. None of the players so like have kinda, to act as... It directs as, you yeah, on what Similar to, do. to time stories, like yeah. the game will tell you how events go. And the rules are a way in which you can manage the monsters. Like everybody understands how the monsters are going to work just based on the way the rules of the game work. I wonder if they'll do a season two. Um, I mean, I'm assuming... First, first off, the game is in incredible demand right now. 
for the first for the first version of the game. Um, well, I mean, it's the third printing already, yeah. but like still the basic. I just game. wonder if there's going to do like expansions. They're or... going to have to, and I, it's so easy to too. I can't yeah. imagine you couldn't. I mean, you could just get more stickers for the map. That mm-hmm. the map is huge. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's ginormous, oh. and um, it's interesting. Like the idea that you're revealing map, you never know like what your like reward pack <laughs> is going to open. Like, are you going to get new quests? Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. You or might new go back, rules. right? And you might go back to a location that you've already visited, like, and because of, like, like, let's say there's a goblin, there's goblins in a cave. And this is an example. I don't know any of this for fact. Like, like I'm not spoiling anything because this is all just an example. But I know that things like this happen in the game. Um, you say there's, like, the goblin mines. Let's pretend that's a name of location. The mm-hmm. goblin mines. You go to the goblin mines. Let's say you fail clearing out the goblins from the goblin mines. Well... Maybe that gives you a certain pack, and in that pack, there might be even there might be even many envelopes in the pack itself, like pack T, envelope three. Yeah. Um, and let's say that go, you go back to town, and um, it says that the shop is now devoid of two items because you didn't stop the goblins in the mine, and you now get another quest to go back there because now um, the goblins have expanded their territory and have like a goblin king now and so that quest has now changed and there's like a new quest added or because you stopped the goblins if you cleared out all the goblins um the town is now has a surplus of mining capabilities mm. so there's now all these fantastic items That's in the shop interesting. and to top it off now but but let's say there was like a rival clan of trolls the trolls have now overtaken not only um, have taken over, overtaken the forest around the mines because the only thing keeping them out of the forest was the goblins. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Like there are consequences directly related to the actions you take in the game. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So unfortunately you won't be getting yours until April or May. Yeah, right? I've been <laughs> wanting to play it. Oh, so bad. I'll do my um, best not to play it until then. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it a lot. Nice. Um 20 pound board game i've mentioned that that's huge that is huge um, dense yeah i'm it's meaty you like meaty board games Jengis? i love this is, meaty board this games. is the this is the piece de resistance the <laughs> of the uh, the meaty board games um so i'm preliminarily in terms of previewing the game giving it two thumbs up uh-huh. but i'll be interested to see when i actually play it whether or not I'm going to like it. Nice. Um, what about you? Based on what you hear about it, I are give you a thumbs up? I have to really play it to really like. Yeah, but sounds cool. Sounds in, like I'm interested. Yeah, you know? if you can get a copy of Gloomhaven, I highly recommend. Um, listeners, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on different websites. Currently, though, because it's so in high, uh, in such demand, uh, the lowest price I found it for was 159, which is actually a pretty good deal considering I think basic retail of the game and the original kickstarter was like either like 120 or 130 so it's not too high of inflation no but um i have seen an upwards on like amazon and ebay of closer to like 2 250 yeah so it be careful but if you can track down um i ordered mine i might have mentioned this before but from a place called great escape adventures um it's an escape room place in new york that's also a game shop <laughs> that's yeah funny. i was like huh is it like it was weird um and they're the ones that retailed it for 159 but like i said their their current um newsletter is saying that all of the current printings are all april may and that's for people i ordered back in november so if you order now i have no idea when the actual game is gonna you know mm-hmm. hit, hit hit the uh the basic market um but overall 
I'm excited to play it, and I can't wait to actually review it when we uh, when we get a chance to. Yeah, me too. Um, and then we're going to just end the night uh, with uh, Jengis talking a little bit about um, for this coming week, as this this podcast is being released on April Fool's Day. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we Why didn't did do we? Anything. We did nothing. That's because this is March. Yeah. We don't, we're not in that mindset. Yeah. Oh, I know we've announced it, it too. It, I can edit this out. We can it, do something no, it now. It's, it's horrible. Done. It's, it's a horrible thing. Hey, you know, <laughs> closing. April Fools. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, we're doing. Uh, we're running Tetris for the Petathon. Uh, April hey, Fools. I, do, I, do that. I know. <laughs> well, whatever. We we dropped the ball on that one. But uh, please. Anyway, as you're, if you listen to this on April Fools, just know that in the in the coming week. Um, Jangus is going to be going to PAX. That's right. Penny Arcade Expo East in Boston, Massachusetts. And um, at PAX East, there will be games abound. Jangus is going to talk a little bit about what his uh, what his schedule and what what you can expect to see from him on Geekade. Well, uh, so ideally, uh, it's Thursday through Sunday. Uh, ideally, I'll have... So Thursday, I'm going to be running a lot of solo um, because, uh, you know, the, my, the person I'm going with, uh, Geekade's own Matt Much, um, Woo! isn't going to be up there until Thursday evening, I believe. Um, but I'm going to try my best to, so, uh, largely I'm going there. I'm going to be trying to get a lot of interviews. Um, currently a lot of the only people who've really reached out to us, who send us like these PR emails has been like video game companies mm-hmm. and like indie games and stuff like that. So I'm going to be checking out a whole bunch of them doing interviews with game developers, asking them, you know, stuff about their games, how they come up with them. Uh, that's going to be usually my Thursday through, you know, that's, that's going to be spattered out. We're going to try our best to get them, get those interviews up fast. Mm-hmm. Um, can't make any guarantees. You know, we're not a huge operation who has a dedicated producer who does, or video editor who does that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're going to do our best. Um, I'm going to do my best to also try to find board games because PAX does have a board game capacity. Not as much as PAX Unplugged, mm-hmm. but there is a board game area. And I'm hoping that there's going to be some, uh, some demo board games that I can uh, uh, try to get some interviews with. I know that there's going to be some people, publishers who are turning board games into uh, like apps. Mm-hmm. So that would be something I could look forward to too. Um, I know that there's going and to if, be. And if you want live updates, you yeah, can yeah. check out our Twitter mm-hmm. at YSMPGCast. Jengis will be tweeting. I'll be doing my best to tweet from there. I'll be tweeting from um, my own Twitter, the Omni Geek. I'll be tweeting from, I'll be posting pictures on Instagram. If you follow uh, at the Omni Geek on Instagram, I'm on there as well. Um, and obviously we should be having videos up on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash geekade. Um, <clears throat> and also always check out geekade.com. Uh, we should be having stuff there as well. Yeah. Um, but it should be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully I won't be too dead tired oh, going up the at cons f- of the worst energy yeah, zappers be driving <laughs> it's gonna be four hours yep but you know here's looking he's looking forward to a fun time it's gonna be fun you yeah. have a good time yeah well that rounds out um our april cast that's right um happy yep. if you celebrate happy passover happy easter mm-hmm. um if you don't Happy April Fool's Day. Yep. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing you guys in May. Yeah. When uh, Hopefully you see us sooner on twitch.tv slash YSNPG. Or any of the other random things <laughs> we spat at you. Uh, enjoy and have a great month. Bye-bye. If you liked this episode of You Shall Not Pass Go, please subscribe. 
Our episodes are monthly, and you can find this and many more podcasts on geekade.com. If you'd like to share your opinions about the topics of the episode or you just want to say hi, email us at ysmpgcast at gmail.com. 